0: Welcome back to the Make Account Podcast. I'm Marcus Mirror, founder of Mirror Group CPAs and the
1: Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. In this episode, we're talking types of income and how they're taxed.
0: Yeah, I figured like we're in tax season, right? It's March 25th. Right. And um, these are some of the things that that come across my way in form of questions from clients. Like I think there's a lot of misunderstanding about how things work because taxes are complicated and right, um, yeah, right? <laughs> it's the reason you need somebody like us right yeah
1: you've, a, you've built your whole business around that idea yeah, that's right i need to <laughs> <need a> perpetuate
0: <laughs> keep the narrative going yeah exactly yeah but I, I think um this is these are some of the things that are misunderstood by people and i would say oftentimes especially in the tax world expectations are big like people get these expectations like you've heard somebody say like oh you know, I had a bunch of deductions this year, I won't owe any money, or I did this or that. Like they mm-hmm. they they frame their expectations around what they understand. Yeah. Which generally in a tax rule is not correct. Okay. Like most people yeah. just it's just hard to understand this stuff.
1: It's rarely dollar in
0: percent. Correct. It's oh, maybe t- it nets amount, with this, amount. maybe it doesn't. Yeah. Is there a second level tax? Right. Can I deduct that? Wait, why can't I deduct yeah. that? Like these are all the questions I get. Yeah. On a daily basis, I want to just kind of give people some high level concepts on these on these things, and and mm-hmm. then get your questions. Because I think looking at yeah. you, I think you're gonna have some questions today.
1: Right. So, all right. Right off the bat, yeah. let's at least narrow it to the average business owner, self employed person.
0: <laughs> and as you say that, I'm like, well, it kind of depends. Yeah. good. Of course. Of course, it does.
1: Um, but just meaning like this is not the w2 employee that's getting just what we would call regular but income? that would be gr- yeah i know right but that
0: would be grouped in but let's let's start with this I'll, I'll give you the concept and i'll let you kind of work with it. all right ordinary income okay ordinary right. income which means there aren't any preferential treatment on it so think capital gains which okay. we'll talk about in a minute okay so ordinary income makes sense so far uh, sure got it I like mean, di- for me it's still
1: money coming in okay money yeah in. ordinary
0: income so all of your business income retirement wages that sort of thing ordinary income all right well that you just said it yeah but if you just say
1: ordinary like obviously yeah that doesn't i mean yeah i would have not thought you're in, uh- <laughs> okay so what were the three again
0: i just said businesses retirement well, wages
1: so retirement when you're retired, or retirement or if you gains pulled, you make off your retirement account. Good question.
0: If you pulled money out of your retirement, so like let's say for example, you had a couple hundred grand in an IRA, and you're like, man, times are tough. I need to tap into that. Yeah. I need to pull thirty grand out. Okay, that would be ordinary income.
1: Okay, so that's it. Any t- Well, any,
0: that, there's other there's other ones, but I'm just giving you some ones you can kind of okay. that everybody understands. <laughs> And even as I'm saying retirement it you're like, wait, <laughs> capital gains on retirement? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, right. so let's talk ordinary Maybe Maybe
1: would it be easier to go the other way around, like talk about the ones that aren't ordinary and then just everything else is ordinary?
0: I think so. Yeah, that's probably good, like by default, right? Because you've good. already named like
1: five different things right. I didn't think of.
0: All right, let's talk capital gains and like preferential items with preferential treatment. So okay. that would be capital gains. Um, that's your, that capital refers to things that are like property so you buy something and sell it for more than you purchased it for like a stock is a great example a bond a piece of real estate crypto now um that's property you buy it for x you sell it for y so i mean y is higher than x that's a capital gain capital gains if you've held the property again back to the property concept longer than one year are taxed at a preferential rate you hear that all the time. They'll say people st- They'll say things like Warren Buffett pays a smaller tax rate than his secretary. That's yeah. what they're talking about. Okay. Wow. okay. So okay. What they're talking about is he makes money on capital gains. His secretary makes ordinary income, a wage. Okay. That's the best example I can give. Like everybody's heard that. That's always the outrage. Right. So-and-so pays a tax at a lesser rate than his secretary. Well, that's what they're talking about. Okay. He makes his money in capital gains. That's capped. At a rate that is way less than the or that the than the highest rate you would pay on ordinary income, it's preferential. The reason but it's they, still a
1: percentage, though, still right? a percentage. But okay.
0: but the the reason that's done just to give you a little bit of the backdrop. The reason is that everything in the tax law is to incentivize something. Mm-hmm. Capital gains are in, to incentivize investment. That's why they give you preferential treatment. Mm-hmm. It stimulates the economy when you invest.
1: Right.
0: Okay. So that's that's the biggest way I can say capital gains and qualified dividends. Qualified dividends being dividends, not like you're thinking like, because most people don't have a C-Corp. I'll give you a little backstory to that. A C-Corp is like you think of your Apple, your Exxon. People that go public are generally a C-Corporation. That's the type of legal structure, meaning that company pays a corporate level tax. So Amazon pays a, or maybe they don't, I know people gripe about that, but Exxon. They pay a corporate level tax and if they pay you a dividend Tyler you didn't pay tax on that dividend. Okay. That's not what I meant I'm I'm saying that because people think dividends like in their own businesses. We don't have dividends in S corps and partnerships okay. like that.
1: Gotcha. But those are you, pastor entities. Am I? Is this like the like the dividend stocks?
0: Yeah. Like yeah. Like if you bought if you bought a, a great paying dividend paying company, and they pay you
1: four dollars a quarter for yeah, every stock you, pay, you own or whatever. Yeah.
0: And assuming you hold it, there's a there's a requirement to hold it long enough. It becomes a qualified dividend and is subject to a preferential tax rate. Okay. So it,
1: Different than capital gains or the same?
0: same? Qualified dividends and capital gains kind of work together, like the way they're taxed. Okay. They cap out at certain rates. Um, like capital gains, the highest rate you're going to pay is 20% if you're in the highest ordinary income tax brackets. Okay. And then potentially plus a, 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 like a surcharge of Medicare, a 3.8% tax. Okay. So 23.8, highest you're going to pay on a long-term capital gain, meaning property you bought, held a year and sold and made a profit, or qualified dividends. Okay. And you could you could pay as little as zero on, on long term capital gains. There's provision in the tax code that says if you're in the ten or twelve percent income tax bracket, and you make capital gains, you pay nothing on them. So again, just think of the concept. The Warren Buffett example, he pays less on yeah. the rate than his secretary. Or do
1: you know offhand what the like what the highest bracket of capital gains is? It's still less than twenty percent.
0: Yeah, the highest ordinary income rate is thirty seven. That's the point. That's what they're. That's the yeah. point they're making now. Not that the secretary is paying. Have it, you
1: seen that change in your
0: career? Ooh, look, capital gains have always been preferential, right? They but fluctuated. I mean, okay, they fluctuated a little bit. God, I want to like say. Like, are we at a is
1: twenty percent higher on the high side or Ooh, the low side? Of what you? I do not
0: remember. I okay. remember something in college when I was like when I was working at a CPA firm in college. I had some legislation around this, and I can't remember if it was a little higher and they dropped it to fifteen percent.
1: Okay, twenty percent 50- seems high. From for what I know, but by, by reputation, right. like I feel like that's on the high end.
0: Yeah. Well, nobody pays that unless you're in the highest, unless you're in the highest tax bracket, the 37% tax bracket, which is taxable income of like 650,000 bucks.
1: Okay. Now here's a question. Okay. And maybe you'll get to this later, but like, does your, does your, is your tax bracket based on all the combined incomes? Correct. That's right. Okay.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. So we if I think I forget what episode we talked about that, but yeah, yeah we're gonna okay. walk through that. It's all it's all aggregated. So okay. that's that's capital gains and what I'm calling other preferential income. Think long-term and, and specifically long-term capital gains, I want to make that distinction, and qualify dividends. Short-term capital gains are just like ordinary income. They're taxed at ordinary yeah. rates.
1: Yeah, so th- okay.
0: So everything else kind of by default. I would say pretty much is in the, in the ordinary so I like your approach. Let's talk about the preferential stuff, okay. and then let's leave the ordinary as kind of the, the remaining catch-all. Sure. Okay. Here's where it gets interesting. In ordinary, you have passive and non-passive. Okay. Okay. So this is what trips people up.
1: Yeah, I used to think passive was capital gain. Like, I thought it was the same. Well, because
0: you think about it. You hear people talk about personal finance, and they talk about passive income, and right. that could mean a stock account that generates... That is inher- That is technically passive, right? Right. I have a TDM trade account that I don't do anything with, and it's just making a ton of money. I mean, yes, it's passive, but you got to remember, tax code defines things. They have their own definitions. Right. So, passive is... A business that you earn income from that you don't what they call materially participate in. So think of the, you've heard the term silent investor. Everybody's mm-hmm. heard that, right? Or money right. guy. Everybody's <laughs> heard that right. Yeah. Got, you're like, I've got a great idea, but I gotta go yeah. find a money guy. Money guys a, money guy's a passive investor. Yeah. What that silent partner. Silent partner, money guy, name your your term. What that means is it becomes passive income. So how does that affect the money guy? What, well, it affects them in the sense that let's just say, and we're talking pastor entities, right? S-corps and partnerships, meaning they don't pay a corporate level tax. We've talked mm-hmm, about that. Right. They issue a K-1 to all of their owners for their respective share of the income or loss of that entity. And then they take that share of their income or loss and report it on their with all their personal income. It gets aggregated with all their personal stuff. Okay. How does it affect a passive investor in a, let's call it a partnership? If that partnership loses $100,000, and let's just say the passive investor owns 60%, so $60,000 of loss is allocated to him. Well, that $60,000 loss is not deductible at his personal level unless he has passive income to deduct it against. So think about it. You and I go go start uh, a chain of coffee shops. Okay? Right. We're like, we're going to go for this. We're going to start six of them this year. You got a great idea. I've got the money. Hot coffee. Hot coffee. Never <laughs> been done before. <laughs> right. Piping hot coffee.
1: <laughs> Piping hot coffee.
0: Uh, McDonald's hot coffee. <laughs> and I give you a million bucks. I go, Tyler, have at it. A million bucks. You buy a bunch of equipment. You take accelerated depreciation. You hire people. And let's just say it's October, right? Okay. So we don't really have that much time to make money, but we got all this equipment we bought and wrote it off. We've created this huge loss, and I don't do anything, right? I'm an investor. I got other businesses. I don't do anything. I say, Tyler, I trust you. Million bucks, go to town. You're the owner operator. I'm the money guy, and let's just say I own forty percent of the business, mm-hmm. and we lose a million. We lose all the million, right? I get a four hundred thousand dollars loss that I cannot take, unless I have other passive invest and in passive income to offset it against.
1: Right in, and you mean. Meaning like you can't take that $400,000 as – And write it off against the
0: wages I make from another business.
1: Right. Or your income that you make from your whatever. So
0: the key, key concept. Passive <sighs> income and passive losses go together. Okay. Similar to capital gains and capital losses. Okay. All in And always what you're talking about with capital gains and losses and passive income and losses is the excess. So in that example, I have a $400,000 passive loss. If I don't have any other passive income, I have 400000 of excess passive losses. I can't use them against anything. Now, if I had 300000 of passive income, I could offset or, or deduct it against all 300000 wipe that completely out. I'm left with another hundred grand sitting there. What happens to it? It gets carried forward into the future. So the next year, I'd be sitting there with hundred grand on my tax return waiting for passive income to offset. Let's just say next year we break even nothing happens next year we make 20 grand i take that 100 netted against the 20 i've got 80 grand going into the future now okay so key thought passive income and losses go together okay that makes sense
1: yeah but that's
0: that's i mean a lot of people don't understand that yeah um that makes
1: it like so um, how do you do like how do you get passive income not in the like for the irs
0: it's that Passive income is businesses you do not materially participate in. So if pass you, through you, entities, so you write a check and you don't do anything else. It doesn't like you.
1: Doesn't have and it's as long as it's an LLC or a partnership, partnership or RS S corp. corp. Yep. Okay. Yep. Okay. And yeah. then you just and that's
0: it. Yeah, they issue you a K one each year. If it's income, you you pick it up as income. If it's loss, okay. Now you start the conversation of what passive income do I have? Can I offset it? If not gets carried forward. Okay. So you
1: just if you're gonna do that, I'm trying to think of like um,
0: and there's rules around um, what makes you passive and not. I'm not gonna get into all that, but there's kind of criteria.
1: Okay. Well yeah I do think there's gray areas, right? There's gray areas. Yeah I do think it's worth getting a little bit into that because I'm just thinking I like if you buy a business. Yeah but you own that whole business, and yeah. you're like the... You're generally not going to be
0: passive. You're well, operating, you management okay, decisions. Okay, well, that,
1: does, that seems like a bummer.
0: What do you mean? You don't want to be passive.
1: Oh, okay. You want the
0: losses to be ordinary and, and offset other income. You don't uh, want them passive. I,
1: I thought there was like a cherry on the, on the passive gains being cheaper. No, but that's no, not,
0: no, 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 no. No, it's not preferential. Okay, so oh, remember gosh, yeah. So yeah, it's, not capital, like, it's yeah. not capital gains. It's not capital gains, it's not qualified dividends. It's ordinary, it's income from a business, but it's just a subset of ordinary income. Now we say, okay, you got ordinary loss. Is it active or passive? Or non-passive versus passive. Okay. So yes, let's go, let's run your example forward. You bought a business, lost your shirt the first year <laughs> through depreciation and all kind of stuff, right? Okay. If I'm not gonna get into basis because basis right. might disallow your losses, but Again, assuming you have basis and notwithstanding those some other concepts, yes, you could then say, "Man, I lost two hundred grand this year. My wife made two hundred in her business. Those two offset because it's active and active or non-passive." Okay. But let's just say you were the the money guy and your share of the loss was two hundred grand. You're going great. I'm a knockout. My wife killed it in her business this year. She made two hundred grand. My K one shows a two hundred thousand dollar loss. We're going to pay no taxes here. Wrong. You're passive. If you don't have any other passive income to well, what
1: would ever be the benefit of making a passive investment, as the IRS defines it?
0: Well, it's not. You don't. I don't. I wouldn't say you go into it for the benefit. It's just what. It's just what the circumstances say you are. Because think about it. Lots of people want to be passive, right? But they you don't mentioned earlier, like all
1: these things are set up to incentivize people. I'm. I'm not following the incentive there.
0: This was meant to de, This was meant to um, curb people. Putting money in deals. Well, the, first of all, this happened in the Tax Act, Tax Reform of 1985, when when the tax the, the highest tax rate I want to say was 60 or 70 percent, like ridiculous. So people would throw money into what's called a tax shelter, okay. lose money. Going well, if I lose it, I it only I'll cost it me anyways. seventy cents. I get it only cost me thirty cents on the dollar. I get a seventy percent tax at the savings. And then the IRS said, no, 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 no. You're not you. You're not actively involved in this business. Yeah, we're gonna put rules in place that say this. Yeah, loss... You gotta try exactly. <laughs> you can't just throw money in a deal and be traveling the world and it loses money and you get to offset other income. No, no, no. Passive income and loss go together. That's the new rule. Okay, basically that makes sense. Yeah, it's it was just the, so it was different because tax, like it was to curb tax shelters.
1: Okay, yeah, because I mean you did mention this. The, they've got their own definitions. Those Correct. definitions are just wildly different. Yeah. when you're like. Talking shop, and you're like, yeah. oh, yeah, I need to build my passive income Correct. portfolio versus how the IRS defines it. just Correct. I was I getting— know.
0: I know. That's why I said you got to. You got to use their definitions. Right. You can't use yours. Okay. Yep.
1: So there's no—I mean, in, everything in ordinary income is always going to be in the tax brackets that— Correct. Not are, preferential.
0: So you're just working through the 10, 12, 22, yeah. 24, 32, okay. 34, 37. Right. You're just working through those brackets, ordinary yeah. income. it's not capital gain, not qualified dividend. But within ordinary income, and particularly losses, you have to say, are they passive? Mm -hmm. Let me throw another one at you. Real estate. Let's just say you own real estate, and you're like, dude, I'm active. I work, I go fix things. I work with the tenants. I look for deals. Real estate is what they call inherently passive, meaning you can materially participate. We still say it's passive income. That's the real estate rule and they'll let you deduct up to 25,000 of losses from real estate if you make under a certain amount like if, they, if you make between 100 and 150,000 of income total you and your you and your spouse or if you're single uh, it's 75,000 $50,000 to 75 then that 25,000 gets evaporated as you get from 50 to from 100 to 150 and then you can't deduct the losses they just go out into the future they're carried forward but i want to make the point real estate's inherently passive no matter if you're cutting the grass at the rental property okay so that's another factor that people think they're like, I hear it all the time. I mean, like people, people literally say, and I, and I get it. They go, Marcus, what can I do? Can I buy a rental property? I'm like, no, I know what you're getting at. Meaning I'm going to buy a rental property and on paper because of depreciation. So if you got a question about that, see our, I think we did an episode mm-hmm. on depreciation and basis, right? You need to look at, listen to those episodes. Hey, I bought a rental property on paper. I'm going to lose money. That's going to offset some of my wages, right? Nope. Not if you make over 150000 it doesn't. Yeah. So people just, and that's, and that's part of the deal while I'm doing this episode, is just to get people thinking along these concepts. Right. Passive is the biggest one. Capital gains, the Warren Buffett example, I think people kind of get now. Yeah. That's the one everybody goes to. Um, so yeah, real estate, passive. Inherently passive. Like, there's small caveats to that. But the general population of people that just have a job and own a real estate portfolio, it's passive. In the tax world, yeah, no matter okay. if you. But why clean wouldn't the that? Why wouldn't do...
1: that be capital gains if you own it less than a year?
0: I guess or just well, it... capital gains are on the sale, right? Not on the operation of a property. Yeah, capital so gains your are... rent, your
1: monthly rent income, ordinary
0: income. It just so happens to be ordinary income that's passive.
1: <laughs>
0: You're looking like
1: yeah, I'm not. Ordered. I get it. I just yeah. like. I'm waiting for you to say the but if you rig it up a certain there way. There is a way. There okay. is a way for well, don't real hold, estate. Don't, don't, don't hold back. Don't, yeah,
0: give you the goods. Yeah. Okay, but it just doesn't apply to many people. But there is a there is a provision um, or I guess an election you make called a real estate professional. And so basically a real estate professional is – I'm in the business of real estate. I'm a realtor. I'm, an in, I'm a full-time investor. I'm a broker. I think appraisers get in there. Maybe construction. Like if you're one of those type of people, your rentals are not considered passive. So you and I know there's a lot of people that are in a lot of real yeah. estate. That's all they do. All developers. Mm-hmm. Um, their real estate rentals are not passive. But it's a very hard criteria to meet, though.
1: But you mean it's not? It's not passive. It's just just ordinary. So basically, they
0: they make a big loss that year. They can deduct that against their spouse's W-2 wages, whereas you and I, who are not real estate professionals, by definition, by the definition, um, could not do that.
1: Okay. Yeah. And so both the real estate professional definition and the, like, passive money guy definition, like, are those just...
0: There's tests. There's tests you got to meet. So real estate professional... I forget. I forget the exact particulars. That one's
1: probably not as relevant as 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 like Money Guy.
0: Money Guy is basically it's kind of like it's facts and circumstances. The IRS has like a a seven prong test that are not like be all end all. They're just guidelines. Like if you don't meet some of these, you're really, you know, use your judgment. You're passive. And it's basically do you help operate the business? Are you performing services in the business? Are you doing things more than just sitting at a monthly meeting looking at the reports? So even that's not enough. Correct. Jeez. Yeah. So you got to be you, active. You so gotta, you can't
1: be like an advisor of the correct. business and an investor. Yeah. So like all these startups where like the investors are not advisors. Yeah, but those are
0: C-Corps. Those are probably not. We're talking pastor entities. Remember, think C-Corps, Exxon, pays a corporate level tax. Yeah, I'm just even thinking,
1: I mean, smaller startups.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, you, you'd be surprised how many people have passive losses. From, from footing the bill, put up the money, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But they also might have been successful at another business that's throwing off passive income, and they know that. Right. Yeah. So they know, if you throw a passive loss, I, I got the income to take it against.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So once you start making passive income, then you can afford passive Correct. losses. Correct. That's right and yeah yeah the you, scenario you mentioned it's not like your money was gone it was just your loss of an yeah. investment so like you could still be making money and it would be just on you wouldn't be taxed for it
0: what do you say that so what do you mean by that all right let's just know, like, it, that. like in subsequent years like if you lose money in the first year and you have a passive loss a passive loss that you can deduct and then and then the future you start to it starts to turn a profit. Well, I'm just
1: thinking, okay, all right, I've okay, got give me an example. let's say I've got a hundred grand in passive income. Okay. In, or, yes, hundred okay. grand in passive income. And I just say, okay, well, I'm gonna invest a hundred grand in a new business okay. that somebody's starting up. And I buy a hundred grand worth of stuff and we don't make any money that first year. So technically I've got a hundred thousand dollar loss.
0: Okay, uh, so the, biz- the business you but, invested in lost hundred grand,
1: But it didn't lose it. It still got things. It's an investment. Like, it's not like that money evaporated. It's, it exists in... Well, I mean, technically, if course. it lost
0: money, then you have lost your investment. Okay. Right? I guess, yeah, you're right. Think about could, it. If you're, not, if you're not put up a business, I mean, well, let me back up. We could depreciate things that really have it economically depreciated, right? We could go buy a $100,000 forklift, I say forklift, tractor. Mm-hmm. and depreciate it 100 grand down to zero but it's still worth 80 grand i think that's your point
1: yeah that and i'm just saying like most businesses
0: but if you and i put up 100 grand and we pay it to a marketing guy and we get nothing out it's gone we've lost it it literally is a hundred thousand thousand dollar loss right right we don't have anything to show for it yeah but that's a whole different we're getting in the weeds a little bit yeah here. okay i just yeah, yeah making but sure you yeah, just think yeah you make money on this deal and just, you have to think, I would say this, you have to think at an at at entity. Here's
1: where I was getting confused. Yeah. I was confusing, uh, I get, was confused with assets too. Because yeah. if you do buy that forklift, it is an asset. So Correct. it's not going to be, you're not, you're not, if the forklift costs $100,000, right. you still have $100,000 of an asset. Correct. So it's not a, that wouldn't be a $100,000 loss.
0: Unless you took $100,000 of accelerated depreciation, wrote it off to zero. Right every time we do these episodes it makes me realize I'm, I'm, I'm laughing but it really does make me realize how complicated this stuff is yeah because like you're not like an idiot you know, thank you yeah
1: <laughs> for the just clearing it up for the audience because <laughs> they're probably was wondering yeah, he's not an idiot they're convinced otherwise but you
0: get what i'm saying like you're you've been around business you've you've heard these concepts you've done shoot we've done, this right. the 51st episode of the podcast right like we've gone through this and it's still somewhat confusing yeah, like it's just hard to track it. It is, um, but just be thinking high level concepts: passive, non-passive, ordinary. Hey, is this capital long-term capital gain? That's cool. that's preferential. That's all you need to know. Just set your expectations. Of hold on a second, is that passive? Let yeah. Me call, let, let me make a
1: call let call. me say it back to you because I think there's yeah. been a few things that have just kind of cleared it up. Yep. If it's property, it's capital gains. If you hold it for a year or more
0: and sell it and make a
1: profit, right? Correct. Um, and and so any profit would be taxed at whatever the capital gains tax Correct. you fall under. That's right. And then everything else is ordinary income. But within that, there's either passive or non passive. Most of the time, it's going to be non passive. Right. Unless you literally are writing checks for people to yeah. invest in their business. Angel
0: investors, think of it that way. Right. Like money guys. And, and all those in terms. that
1: case, if you lose money.
0: If the business loses the money business and, moves, and your share is a loss. Right. Yeah. Then you lose you gotta, the money well, you can't well, offset that at, you can't you can't use it to offset uh, ordinary income non-passive income wages interest mm-hmm. from a bank account right. reti- uh, ira withdrawals 401k withdrawals yeah um money you made at your sole proprietorship like you can yeah
1: and people may not even understand that concept we have gone over but the yeah. idea is that every all these yeah. pass through entities if you make $5 in one and you lose $5 in the other that that offsets the, the tax liability maybe. it's they, of course there's always bummed, maybe no one's was, no one's taking that advice and be like oh thanks now no, i can do no, my no. what
0: they are but, but but they but that's like <laughs> that's the reason why i'm doing this episode is because people do think that they think oh i made 100 grand over here and i lost 100 grand in this one great they offset maybe not that's the point yeah. point.
1: and the last question yeah. that <laughs> it's probably going to depend oh it always does. there's no there's no function that like can make a business property like you can't own
0: like i mean i guess it'd have to be a stock there's no, 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 no. like so, like so if you own an interest if you own a, you know shares in an s corp or an interest in an llc that's a partnership and you sell that ownership that's a capital asset you have capital gain. There we go. That was well, another wrinkle with some, with in this some thing. The, the partnerships like, have some caveats to that, but okay. But let's say, for example, because
1: I was thinking private equity. Like I was like, how does that? how because oh, yeah, those cause cause those, those guys too are getting their. Oh they're yeah, hedge paid. fund guys. You
0: always hear about that. Capital gains. They buy an interest in your company and sell. Then they sell the company. That's a capital asset. Then it becomes akin to having like Apple stock. But so, y-
1: but you can't do that with your own company. You
0: can. So let's just say, for instance. Uh, the best way is example. You and I form a business, an S corporation. Is a you business.
1: just form it because I feel like I'm getting confused with the with
0: – the- Yeah, I, well, I form an S corporation. I, I work and then somebody says, look, I want to buy your business. And th- we can get a little bit technical because then it's like, what are you buying, the assets or the stock? But let's just assume they're buying the legal ownership of the business. They're not just saying, give me your f- assets. Yeah. Okay. They want to literally buy my XYZ company LLC. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's a capital asset. So whatever my basis is in that asset – which is a whole different conversation about how you right. determine that. Right. Whatever my basis is and you pay more than that, that's a capital gain to me.
1: Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So if you're flipping businesses like private equity. And selling guys, the legal and ownership, and not the le- just the assets. Yeah, then yes, you capital can, gain. Okay. Yeah. All right, cool. That was good. And, and, that's and, and you're not an idiot <laughs> right and we'll leave it at that I think, that's a, I think that's a great way to place the end of the podcast yeah. Is uh, I'm not an idiot and hopefully you've figured out what kind of income you're making right. and, and how it's taxed right. um, and if you're still a little curious you can always go to mirror.group find out uh, more information there with our other podcasts and resources and reach out to Marcus yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and he'll tell you how it depends <laughs> always <laughs> alright see you guys